a homeschool mom needs some encouragement for the new year. We've got some questions about a Sunday school curriculum that seems to have some red flags to it. And we're going to give a little bit of encouragement to those of you who are in the trenches as we begin a new school year. This is the Heidi St. John podcast. It's your chance to get informed and get off the bench. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. Well, you guys, I hope you're doing good wherever you are. This is one of my favorite days of the week here at the show. It's my opportunity to engage with you a little bit through answering questions. If you would like to have your question highlighted and answered here at the Heidi St. John podcast, just go ahead and shoot it to me by going to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash mailbox Monday. I'm going to jump right in because Lindsay needs a little bit of encouragement. She said, Heidi, I started homeschooling for the first time a couple of weeks ago. At the same time, I started having panic attacks, especially in the middle of the night. Rapid heart rate, needing to take deep breaths, heartburn, tingling my arms. I finally took myself to the ER because I thought I was having a heart attack. I'm only 32, healthy in my diet and exercise, and no, I didn't get the COVID vaccine. All of my cardiac tests came back normal, and I've never experienced these symptoms before. I spent all summer listening to my children fight. I have three boys, almost eight, five, and 19 months, and the boys are a handful. I think a summer of listening to the fighting and starting the school year as a homeschool mom has gotten to me. I hope you can have some encouragement that things will get better. I want homeschooling to work, but I also cannot live the way I feel right now if I continue to have physical symptoms and putting my son back in his private school might be on the table. All right, so a couple of things. First of all, Lindsay, I don't know how long you've been listening to my show, but I have shared over the years that I had many, many years that I struggled with anxiety attacks. I spent a long time on medication for it. And I always tell moms, listen, so much of the stress that we put on ourselves, A, is unnecessary, and B, we've got to listen to the signs that our body is sending us. So if you're having anxiety attacks, and in fact, when Dr. Mark comes on the show with me, Probably on Tuesday, we'll answer this question as well, because I'd love to hear his perspective from a physician's point of view. But I just want to speak to your mother heart right now, because your children are pretty little, eight, five, and 19 months. And really, you you don't need to do a whole lot for homeschooling right now, right? Uh, take your kids to the park, do a little bit of reading with your eight-year-old son, do a little bit of writing and a little bit of reading, and voila, you're done. All these homeschool moms that put all this pressure on themselves to be homeschooling from sunup to sundown, or somehow you think you've got to be uh, right out of the Anne of Green Gables series, you don't. You've got three active little boys, and it sounds to me like they mean, they might need a little bit of a course correction from their mom. In other words, I might be spending some time addressing the fact that they're fighting all the time. I would be spending some time reading to them from the Bible. I'd be spending some time coloring with them. I'd be spending some time making cookies with them. I don't know that I would get on a hard and fast schedule right now. Take some time, mama, and just get your home in order. And it seems to me that if you're having uh, anxiety attacks like this, something is not right. Something's out of whack, either in your private life or emotionally. I mean, either in your physical life or emotionally, something's not right. Also, I want to encourage you to continue taking your supplements. Dr. Mark and I have talked about this quite a bit. Check your cortisol levels. And if you haven't done that, uh, Dr. Mark can help you do that. You can go to 
Sherwood.tv forward slash Heidi and reach out to him. Uh, It was life changing for me when I began to take supplements that my body needed to combat the stress that I was under. And as a woman who raised seven children and homeschooled them, I can tell you we had many, many, many seasons of stress. And so be good to yourself, sweet mom. Be kind to yourself. And again, uh, you know, you can you can homeschool to the cows come home. But mom and dad, if you've got kids that are disrespectful, if they're fighting all the time, if they're making your life miserable, you don't need to live that way. All right. We can, uh, by the way, also bad days don't make bad moms. And you're not going to fix this thing overnight. And you're never going to have a perfect kid because you're never going to be, you guessed it, a perfect parent. But what we do need is to give ourselves grace, give our kids grace, focus on those attitudes, focus on the condition of the heart. When you've got a home that is peaceful, homeschooling is a whole lot easier. So go easy on yourself there, sweet mama. I'm assuming that you shouldn't be doing your homeschooling for more than about an hour and a half, two hours a day max. And the rest of that time, you can be spending teaching your kids to help you around the house. You've got an eight-year-old boy, teach that boy to fold laundry. You've got five-year-old. Uh, those kids can be helping you unload the dishwasher. They can be helping you around the house. They should be making your life better as you teach them to be wonderful help to you around the house as well. So hang in there and my heart goes out to you because believe me, Lindsay, when I say I have been where you are. So maybe take a step back and assess where the stress is coming from and then address it. Make sure you're getting enough sleep. Make sure you're getting enough exercise. And if you're putting an expectation on yourself with regard to homeschooling that's either not realistic or not necessary, it might be time for you to sort of step back and reassess the direction that you're going, even in homeschooling. I had a great question from an anonymous listener whose husband is a pastor. And my husband was a pastor for 20 years, so we're very familiar with church work. She said, Heidi, my husband's on staff at our church. Our lead pastor offended us. Rather than let bitterness grow, we brought it to him with much love and respect. And he turned the whole thing around on us, picked apart every word and asked for examples just to tell us how that example was wrong. We are disappointed and sad because it took so much courage to confront him biblically. The conversation was left unresolved. What on earth do we do from here? Boy, I'll tell you what, I can see why you'd write in anonymously because this is not a fun situation. So two things come to my mind right away. First of all, I'm disappointed in your pastor's response. Whenever you take the time to contact somebody and say, listen, you hurt my feelings this way or you hurt my feelings that way. When I've been confronted, I have responded poorly to it in the past, right? Because what's our first response to confrontation? It's to say, oh, no, I didn't do that or I would never do that. No one likes to be confronted. But we need to, and I think this is a great idea, for all of us, right? Just a little bit of self-examination is not a bad idea. When someone comes to you and says, you've hurt me, you've offended me, our first response should be, oh my goodness, I have hurt a fellow brother or sister in the Lord. We should never, that should never be okay. And even if that pastor didn't mean it, even if he's shocked and amazed that you took what he said and applied it that way, it should still bother him that you were wounded by it. So that's the first thing that sort of bothers me, that that sort of reeks of arrogance. But I got to tell you, in all honesty, clearly, I do not know the situation. I don't know his perspective. I only know yours. And there are always two sides to every story. And so my encouragement to you right off the bat 
is to not allow that root of bitterness to grow. And it sounds to me like this needs to be resolved. I would be up for taking it to another member of the pastoral staff and just saying, would you meet with us together? That is the process of Matthew 18, right? You go to the person and when that's not resolved, you get a witness and you go back and you try to resolve it again. But go in humility. Do not allow yourselves to become bitter. There are lots of things that go on in the lives of uh, our friends and our neighbors, even our pastors, that we don't understand. So you may not understand a particular stress that he's under that is causing him to act this way. Pray that God would give you wisdom and discernment as you navigate this with your pastor and pray against uh, allowing a root of bitterness to get in there. Because I'm telling you what, that makes everything so much harder. Um, I wanted to comment one more time, Sarah in Indiana, as she was asking me about the Revelation study uh, that was geared toward kids. If you guys missed me telling you last time, my study in Revelation that is just releasing this month uh, called People Get Ready has a component in it called Kid Strong. And so it's a great opportunity for you as the adult to study the book of Revelation and then bring your children along in the study as well. That study was written by my son-in-law, who happens to be a pastor at our church, and my daughter, Savannah. And I was just looking at it the other day, beautifully written. It's full of joy. Your kids are going to love it. And it really does address the issues in the book of Revelation from a way that children can easily understand both God's heart for them and get a glimpse into what the Bible says about things to come. So hope you guys will check that out. And you can check it out at momstronginternational.com or faiththatspeaks.com. They both go to the same place. Uh, I, I got a question I haven't received before from Kathy in Nashville about a friend from Ukraine who wants to start a homeschool prog program in Kiev, and she's looking for resources. So she says homeschooling in Ukraine is a new idea. She's got three young children with a fourth on the way. Uh, I would encourage you, there are a couple of international sources for homeschooling. I know that the Homeschool Legal Defense Association has been working with an organization called uh, GHEX, which is the Global Homeschool Exchange. So I would probably send you first to Homeschool Legal Defense Association and see what kind of resources they have for homeschooling internationally. I personally don't know anything about uh, homeschooling or, or the law or anything in Ukraine, um, but that's where I would send you first. So check that out, hslda.org. A recent study reveals that 33% of college students prefer to live in a socialist system of government rather than a capitalist one. We clearly need a course that challenges today's high school students to think about whether the founding ideals of this country are worth preserving and then inspires them to act upon their conclusion. Introducing American Civics, a 30-week high school course written by gifted constitutional attorney Michael Ferris. In American Civics, Mr. Ferris will guide your student to a deeper understanding of America's founding principles the mechanics of government and lawmaking, and the Constitution that makes our system of government possible. If you want to help preserve freedom in America, enroll your student in this 30-week, full-credit, self-directed course at lumen.com and use the coupon code HEIDI for 10% off today. That's L-U-M-I-N-N.com. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. 
In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. I love the comments you guys are leaving over at Rumble and YouTube. This one came in about my conversation with my friend, Kevin Sorbo. Excellent podcast today. I don't know that you could have packed more information into 21 minutes. You know what? I'll tell you what, uh, that Kevin Sorbo, he reminds me so much of talking with his wife, Sam. He's got, he has a lot to say about a lot of different issues and we had a great conversation. I'm glad you guys are enjoying it. So many of you leaving reviews about the conversation with Kevin. I'll have to bring him on again sometime. Uh, An anonymous listener in Illinois is worried about colleges bringing back the COVID mandates. I don't blame you. She says her daughter Riley is in the beginning stages of applying for college next fall. Do you think the universities will bring back the COVID injection mandates? Are there any colleges that are not woke? Do you know of any resources to help discern the good from the bad? Thanks for all you do. Well, first of all, if if your child's college brings back that mandate, run for the hills, because like I've said to you guys dozens of times here, the 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 jury is in and we know that these ca- are causing tremendous amount of damage to students and adults and now little ones alike. So uh, if if I would ask, I mean, I would be calling up the administration there and saying, hey, I want to know what your position is on the covid mandates. Are you guys going to be bringing back the mask insanity? Are you going to be requiring shots if they say that they are? If it was me and that was my child. I would be looking for another school. It's very tricky to find a college right now, even colleges that claim to be Christian, that are not woke, that have not bought into secular ideology. It's very difficult. And in fact, somebody told me a couple of weeks ago about a website that highlights really great colleges, really great Christian colleges that haven't bought into this woke ideology. And if one of you who's listening to this knows some good websites, I would love to promote them here at the show and just reach out to me, HeidiStJohn.com forward slash mailbox Monday and leave that information for me. And then I will be sure to uh, talk about it and pass that along because I agree. I mean, the public schools are absolutely injecting poison into our children and then parents go, well, that's okay. They survived the public school. Now we're going to at least send them to a Christian college only to get to the Christian college and discover it's really Christian in name only. And in many cases, I feel like that does more harm than just sending your child to a secular university where you know they're going to be pushing secular ideology and they're not trying to hide who they are. I think it's much worse when we send our kids to a what we think is a Christian university and then the kids let their guard down only to be indoctrinated into leftist ideology in the name of Christ, which frankly is even worse. All right, Marnie in Minnesota wrote that she had some concerns about a Sunday school curriculum by the name of Orange. She said, I've been recently made aware of some major concerns with Orange, a Sunday school curriculum used by thousands of churches that has taken a turn toward the progressive. Perhaps instead of home educating families fighting about what curriculum should be used with personal discernment in our own homes, we should take a hard look at what is being taught at large to the next generation in our churches. Well, I mean, Marnie, I'm with you on that. I do think we need discernment in our homes, and obviously we need it in our churches. But I have never heard of Orange, and so I looked it up. 
And boy, oh boy, oh boy, uh, red flag, red flag, red flag. First red flag is the author uh, of this. And uh, the reason that he is, that there's a red flag is because this guy was created by, the curriculum orange was created by a man named Reggie Joyner, who happens to be one of the founding pastors of North Point Community Church. If that sounds familiar, it's because that is Andy Stanley's church. And as soon as I saw, oh, this is Andy Stanley's church, I was just like, for goodness sake, uh, we, we're going to have issues all over the place. Andy Stanley, of course, heavily endorsed the Orange Kids curriculum. And it is, in fact, being used by a whole lot of churches around the United States. If you haven't done your homework on Andy Stanley, you should. This guy is about as wacky of a so-called Christian teacher as there are uh, around right now. He is currently the lead so-called pastor of his church, North Point Community Church. He's the guy who said some time ago that Christians should unhitch from the Old Testament. What a ridiculous thing to say. He stated that Christians don't have to obey the Ten Commandments. He's got all kinds of weird uh, beliefs and uh I would say stay as far away from this guy as you could possibly get. And so if he's got a curriculum for kids, my initial reaction is, well, stay away from it. But I thought, I'm going to look into it just a little bit. And I will say, you can see sort of the scope and sequence, or the so, or they call it the scope and cycle on their website at thinkorange.com. So I looked up the middle school curriculum sample and a high school curriculum sample And I got to tell you guys, I mean, you can't really dig too far deep into it because they don't let you. So like, for example, I tried to click on, they have a whole curriculum about sex. And I think the topic, let me see if I can get to it. Um, This is our sex talk. So this was for spring of 2023. The title of this unit is, this is our sex talk. And the question is, what if there's more to it than you think? And so I click on it to be like, okay, so what's the more? You can't find out. They don't, uh, you can't, uh, you can't, they don't tell you on their website. So that makes me nervous right off the bat. But I will just tell you some of the topics for middle school for the fall of 2023. So they did put this on their website and they start off with, you know, how to have a great small group experience. Then the next week is breaking free from comparison then the next week is the family we're born with and the family we choose, which, you know, I mean, what I see in this is a whole heck of a lot of social emotional learning. Instead of talking about the gospel and studying the Bible, we're studying ourselves. So this seems to me to be very, very focused on kids and not focused on God, which bothers me, We especially when we're starting out with, you know, hey, uh, welcome to Sunday school. Here's how to have a great small group experience. Here's how to break free. You can break free from comparison. Uh, here's how you can choose to have a family that you were born with or make your own. Here's how you can do this and you can do that. And uh, uh, it's this one's called, It's Just a Lot Looking for God When We Are Overwhelmed with Stress and Worry. Let's talk about consent, a conversation about consent and mutual respect. That's going to be on uh, November 26th. And then, of course, they do Christmas, how Jesus' birth is good news of great joy. And then December 31st and January, uh, the whole month of January, it's called Your New Playlist, A Student's Guide to Tapping into the Power of Mindset. This reminds me a lot of sort of this new age humanistic approach to 
uh, mindset. It's all about mindset. We've talked about this a little bit with yoga and mindfulness and just open your mind and all the things. And uh, so that I had a kind of a red flag about that. And then in February and March, they're talking about how to navigate sex and relationship in, in a way that honors God. Sounds good. Uh, but I don't trust Andy Stanley because Andy Stanley's pushing homosexuality in his church. So that would make me nervous. And then on April 7th, they're doing a series called The Good Fight. You have what it takes to be a justice fighter. That bothers me more than just about anything else that I just read to you. The focus, again, is on uh, is on the kids. It's not on the gospel. And that just bothers me on its face. Then I looked at their high school program. Sort of same idea. Um, talking about temptations, recognizing temptations and how to face them. Jesus' advice for becoming the greatest in any room. That's, that's, you know, pretty weird, whatever. Uh, but there's just some weird stuff on here. Um, and again, your new, your new playlist, this is High School, A Student's Guide to Tapping into the Superpower of Mindset. You know, so, I mean, right off the top of the bat, I'm just like, I don't like this at all. It seems to me that this is very, very focused on, uh, on children. It's very me-centered. It's not centered in absolute truth. It doesn't seem to be centered to me in the Word of God. And so I'd run from that. My friend Ken Ham has written about this particular curriculum, and he looks to me like has very similar um, feelings about it that I do, and I will link back to an article that he wrote about in the show notes today. But all that to say, we need to be wise. Just because somebody says, I'm a Christian and I have a Bible curriculum and then tries to market it to your church doesn't mean that they are rightly dividing the word of God and allowing you to help um, to give a right perspective on the Bible. So that's my initial feeling uh, with regard to this particular kind of curriculum. All right, that is all I have time for today. Thank you guys for leaving reviews for the show wherever reviews can be left, particularly at iTunes. We really appreciate it. It helps more people see the show and get access to it. So thank you guys so much for listening. And I will see you right back here tomorrow with my friend, Dr. Mark Sherwood here at the intersection of faith and culture.